Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Agents of Clicks, a bi-weekly podcast on everything Hero Clicks. My name is Sean and I'm joined as always by Christopher Dern and Dale DeAndrede. Alright guys. Hello. Hello. You've been up to much since the last podcast? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I haven't done enough. Well, I've done a bit. Been playing, um, practicing a bit for Nationals and trying to start up a group at a different store as well in the northeast. So reasonably busy, I suppose. Yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of practice, but nowhere near enough. But fortunately, I have a simple team, as you pointed out last week, Chris. Well, not that <laughs> simple. I've made it more complicated <laughs> no. now. <for> you. <laughs> you, you, you've made it very complicated, yes, which I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on later. But uh, yeah, um, so not much in terms of, of practicing for me. Uh, need need some more. It's only two two weeks. Is it two weeks today when they? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Two. Well, depends on what you're, what you're listening. But from we're recording on the twenty second. Yeah, yeah so, two weeks. So well, today. tomorrow technically because it's a Sunday of the yeah. final. Yeah, I was going to say this time in two weeks we'll yeah. know whether Dale's qualified or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So no pressure. <sighs> yeah, I think I'll be okay. I get two shots at least. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Are you doing both? Uh, of them? Well, yeah. we'll see. If I do the first, if I pass the first one, maybe. Depends if there's anything else interesting to do. Qualifiers, like. Yeah. It's two sealed qualifiers, and yeah. I feel like in a set as, um, I don't want to say balanced because it really wasn't as as level as Deadpool, where there's no like standout, oh you've pulled this standard rare figure, you have instantly won like say what something like Juggernaut was for Ultimate X-Men where it was just, it was a really easy to get a figure but it put you at like such a high like power base compared to everyone else, It's it doesn't have that really, like the chases are all really strong for the points but you're not going to see um, them so. but you're not likely to see them and I don't have to beat all of the chases I don't have to get in like the top four like top quarter and that's obviously going to have a couple of people in it hopefully have already qualified I think it's quite easy to qualify if you're a competent player and you roll the dice twice I can't see it not not getting through I still think Ajax might win it like I think he's the closest thing to a pull the piece and you've got a really good chance for it but there's no one overly powered in that yeah. set. Good, good set for it. Yep, yep. Oh well, well. Time will tell. In two weeks' time, we'll be sitting. Well, you, we won't be down there yet, will we, Chris? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be no doubt uh, seeing you on the Sunday. I'll probably no doubt be getting beaten off you, beat off you on the Sunday. So. <laughs> but I don't know. When was the last time I played? I didn't. I don't think I've played you in one of these kind of events yet. Um, no, no, you haven't. Not not a big event like this, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll, all right, well, we'll see. Oh, Maybe. Wow. Okay, right, well, we'll move on, swiftly on. Um, plenty of news this week, uh, No, not really. Um, there's no. been pictures shot out of the, well, the digital mock-ups they make of the gravity feed for the movie sets, the Wonder Woman and the Thor that's coming out. Um... Uh, nothing super stand out amongst them. I mean, I've seen the Wonder Woman, and I have to be honest, off the top of my head, I can't remember seeing a single figure of it. Just nothing jumped out as exciting. Um, Thor had a Gladiator Hulk in it. That was cool. 
but yeah, we've seen those too, but there was no like dials, no full sculpts, just the little pictures in the corners of you know, three or four sculpts they want to show off. Uh, there's been two other mock-ups for the Fast Forces sets for the 15-year anniversary ones. We've got What If with a Strange Avengers lineup of uh, Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Daredevil, Punisher, and Nico Monroe from the Runaways. I'd... Yeah, that's fine. And then the Justice League, it's the same Justice League we've had in... Like what was it? There was, there was another. There was actually a Justice League one. The new Fifty Two set came with this exact lineup. So it's just Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, and somebody help me off the top of my head. Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, and it's Green just Lantern, yeah. the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. The dials look okay. The, the dials, the sculpts look okay. Um, Flashes, as usual, they stand out for me, but I quite, but nothing of them is exciting. I mean, the set called What If and Elseworld, and as far as I can see, they're all just standard universe ones, except for the Punisher hasn't got a gun and Nico's in a starter set for some reason. Um, anyone got anything to say about any, any of those four bits of weirdness? Um, st- standard figures, I would say, certainly for the, the DC one, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, nothing else worldy about them from what you can. From what on you the can outside, see, so. I'm a little disappointed with that. Yeah, but that's just. Yeah, as I think I said to you before, I don't mind the fast forwarders or starters being sort of standard figures that you see all the time because that's um, sort of the starting point for people to buy. Yeah, I think people the draw. buy them, and hopefully there'll be some more interesting stuff in the actual set itself. I, I'm just, I'm just wondering about Nico. I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand where she comes from. Like, why, why her? I, I really just think it's a very strange um, figure to put in there amongst that list. I mean, you look at it and you just think, why is she not Captain America? Like, have you know, street level uh, Punisher, Spider Man, Daredevil, and then the Avengers, like the top end ones, and have the, the kind of trinity of Marvel there. It, it just seems a bit weird. Um, it's, you know, I don't know. Actually, yeah. uh, Tenebet, she ends up being the broken as hell piece that you buy the set for. Like, you know, there's always that dirt cheap support piece that does yeah, something stupid. Piece, it's it's going to be her. I mean, yeah. But. There you go. And then yep. apart from that, there is just an absolute bucket ton of Avengers vs. Avengers Defenders War. I mean, we've had, last week we've had the five videos for the unboxing. We've had two chases. I think we actually might have already, we've already talked about the Daredevil. The Daredevil chase. Um, we mentioned it, but I don't think we talked about the uh, stuff. the powers and stuff because they've had the reveal now on on Hero Kickstarter. Yeah, so it? yeah, so there was we have got three chases in total to look through, and a starting feel for the set. I think we're about halfway through it in its entirety. There doesn't seem to be any primes in it, but they've made up for it by having like th- four more figures per rarity. I think it's like the biggest set I've ever seen. Um. 
Yeah, and a, a lot more shifting focus. And a lot more shifting focus. I mean, so far we know that we've got Doctor Strange, we've got Wasp, Black Panther, Punisher, Elektra, all with shifting focus. That's all of them, isn't it? Uh, Vision. And Vision, before. who has shifting focus, density change. They all seem to uh, they all seem to have two or three versions, uh, and that's it. They all seem to be. Is that the all fifty points? No, some of them like Wasp is forty and uh, Black no, Panther's Wasp, thirty, no, isn't it? Wasp is forty. Yeah, yeah. But all, yeah, the, the whole set has the has the. They're all relatively low points. Yeah, the, the set has a whiff of uh, joke as wild about it, of that kind of points values where you're getting really small, yeah. really focused versions of all of these characters. Uh, yeah, they've given like the, the green arrow dial to the, to the whole Yeah, value. I mean, that is, it's literally the dial. Above the middle, 10, 10 points cheaper though. Yeah. They, is there any difference? With the, with the exact same dial. Is the, no, just the exact same dial. It's got some different keywords. It's got defenders on. Hawkeye's just got defenders. That's the pressing. Well, there you go. Just at least they've <laughs> learned that that dial wasn't good enough for 40 points, apparently. Maybe we must have a better trait. The Hawkeye just gives the plus no, one. No, just uh, things are pretty much well, the same. There you go. Same thing, I think. Uh, standout things is, yeah, the shifting focus. There is a lot of it. None of them are standout broken. The... Uh, Doctor Strange seems to be the strongest one of it because he is the character with the most variety amongst what he does. Well, I think you've seen those three, though. I think the other ones, you've seen yeah. three of him, and I think things like the Punisher, you've only seen one of, Vision, two of. So until yeah, you see all three, you might not. But I think, I, th- I think at least with him, each of them have a specific role. Well, something like Wasp, it just seems a bit samey for the two that you've seen. Um, yeah. So, you know, hopefully Punisher will be different because it's basically him with different weapons, more than likely. Yeah, probably. So, Punisher, yeah, that yeah. Punisher, though, that rocket launcher um, is insane. That looks good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other thing? Another thing I've said to you for the Punisher as well, if that sort of, if you can combo that the with... Could slightly do... Well, the weapons from the van... Because it's a bit, um, it's not like unclear. I think it should work where the combo together. Um, but because it's like with the weapons from the van, you're sort of locking your attack and damage. But then Punisher's own sort of weapons on here are saying, well, instead of dealing normal damage, you deal this damage it's instead. Like... So it should work by the wording, but it depends if they change the rules, if they don't really want. The intention of them to combo together. But apart from that, I think the only uh, thing anyway. that really stand out is that there's not an awful lot of villains. There is a lot of shift of focus. There is the Defenders trait, which is exactly the same as the Justice Society trait. The good old days one you get to borrow someone's yeah. defense, and each one brings a specific type of extra bonus, whether it's plus one defense from range, plus combat, uh, a weird probability control. But there's always that kind of thing. There is the Marvel Knights trait, which just screams like their version of a team ability. You beginning of the game, all characters for all characters with this trait, so your whole team has to have the same option. You either have a minimum attack value of ten on all of your Marvel Knights, or they all become wild cards. Uh, 
the wildcard option sounded really cute until I started looking into it. And if you're playing a Marvel Knights themed team, your options at the moment for team abilities is you can have Avengers. Marvel Knights just apparently all come without team abilities. Just none of them. There's a what's a, what's her name? Uh, the 15 points girl uh, Jessica Jones. She is a Marvel Knight and she also has Avengers. Yeah. So she might become a wild card once in a blue moon. She's she got Avengers. She's the one that turns off stuff. So yeah. she might she might see some player. It's nice to have little. She, you know, yeah. She's not hugely important like as a role, but I mean, it's only 15 points. If you play an Avengers team, have the thing spare. She can theme team at the absolute least. Um, I've, is anyone real? To, I, I, I think I'm going to mention t- uh, the chases and the Earth's Guardian Doctor Strange is in more depth. Yeah. But apart from that, I think I'm going to hold off until we've got the full set and have a full review. Is that sound like a plan? Yeah, it's fair enough, yeah. Uh, so I'll do I'll do the chases first because they're a little bit easier. So we've got three so far. We've got the Hawkeye, the um, Hawkeye as they've dubbed him. He's got street clothes. Doesn't want to be an Avenger version anymore. Um, he has essentially six clicks. First three is a case of running shot, precision strike, energy shield deflection with lowish damage, but precision strike always makes up the helps for that. He has improved tagging for hindering terrain and characters and his running shot isn't just running shot his running shot where every single time he does a running shot and hits a character he can running shot again but only to shoot somebody he's not shot already so he can kind of bounce around the map and just shoot the whole team essentially it's not a huge amount of damage but it's interesting uh, and then he goes does damage depletion? Sorry, just a quick question. I can't remember now. Is damage depletion modify minimum one on I him? I don't know off the top of my head. I can, can never remember. Assume so I should know this. Otherwise, it would be completely so, useless yeah. because he would literally get the second shot off, and that would be it. Unless that's the intention of it. But there you go. Um, I think it'll be. He- I think it'll be good because he has the improved tag in for characters. I think. No. It says minimum, but it is really minimum one. Two on one person, and they can just ping one off everybody else. Well, they can just. Um, as long as they can see them, yeah. As well, which I think is going to help him a lot at getting all that off. Um, yeah. The second half of his dial is sidestep, 11 attack, willpower, and 3 damage with ranged combat expert. I think for, he's only 65 points. Sorry. He is a very standard style of secondary shooter, kind of a secondary attacker shooter. But I think he's one of the better ones for 65 points. I still think I'd pick Fenris if I was just picking anybody. But the Avengers keyword is just gold. I think because you can be called in with a level 7 as well. So because you might want to... If you can set it up where you can get some enhancement stuff going on him to get that damage up... Um, because he's a bit squishy, played on the map, maybe. So anybody that's like a decent I, call in, that's going to have a modern I card, I think. I, he will. He doesn't. He doesn't have a modern card. He does have. He a has shield. shield. He's got a shield keyword. True. Um, yeah, I suppose you'll you'll be losing the seventy-five point one as well. So you'll have to do. Um, yeah, it's fine. Sure. Any, anything on him? 
Uh, I quite like them. Um, I was a bit mm, sort of meh about them when I, when I when I watched the video. Um, not a not a big Hawkeye fan. Um, but the more I've looked at his dial and kind of thought, well, yeah, he's got he's he's only going to be pinging you for one damage, but he's got that precision strike as well. So you're going to be you can you can't reduce that any further. You're going to be taking that uh, that one damage. Then yeah, I, I I quite like him for sixty five points. He's he's not not a bad investment. Although he is as Chris has said, he's he is a bit squishy. Um, so calling him in on an ID may may not be a bad idea. I don't know how many times you're going to be able to get that um running shot power off if you've called him in on an ID though. Yeah, uh, maybe can't target the same. Yeah, you can't target the same character. Uh, you have to target a, a, a character. He has got a long time. range, though, and he He's got a range of eight, characters. Yeah. So, it depends, so it depends on the map, really, and if people have placed all the characters like in a reasonably yeah. uh, small small area. But I think if you can get some damage bumps, I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just hitting them for one, might you might say hit three characters for one damage each. It's not like particularly impressive. Um, but if you can boost his damage up a bit, he is going to take damage depletion modifier. But yeah. Yeah, it could be quite so damaging. Moving on to the uh, chair devil, yeah. the uh, Shadowlands Daredevil sat on his throne, uh, who is dial wise just a, quite a simple Daredevil dial, but with the main focus being that he can kick out uh, hand ninjas. It's a case of if it's a power, it's a power action. For most times, and a free action if a hand character has been killed since the last turn. Um, the hand ninjas don't do a huge amount. They, if they, that that worse than the other ninjas from the Deadpool set, I notice because they're the ten points as opposed 10. to the fifteen yeah, points. They actually, I'd say that I would personally say they're better because they actually do something useful. Uh, if the unique modifier, if they they have stealth, three clicks, numbers of rubbish. But if they are in hindering terrain, they can use empower, so they can at least do something useful for your team. Well, the other ones are got slightly better stats, I think, and they get plus one damage and range but and hindrance. And I don't, I don't even think yeah. I want to waste the action on one of them. It's, it, they're fine. I mean, it's whatever with them really. Um, he can put them in any hindering squ- hindering terrain square within range and line of fire. So he's only got a range of four, so it's not a huge, a lot of places to pop, put them down. But, I mean, if they get the empower, you know, you, if someone's died, you pop them out as a free action, Daredevil's getting plus one damage up close. Why not? Um, but apart from that, he's got hand, martial artics, mystics, ruler, he's 80 points, uh, starts with a click of charge, moving on to three with flurry, then last two charge. Defense is a mystical senses, which is a super senses, but when he does and succeeds, you deal one unavoidable damage back to the person who shot you. Um, he's got four clicks of that and then back two to the normal super senses, but he has shape change in those clicks. He has leadership for his first four clicks to match the mystical senses. Uh, starts with precision strike for a couple uh, clicks and then goes to appetite it's a demonic appetite for pain which is precision strike uh, but when he hits an opposing character modify the attack value for all friendly characters with hinder with the hand keyword by plus one um if you put if he kills an opposing character with it you actually increase the damage value as well it's it's all right i mean it's going to be cute to see him play with a bunch of hand 
but I don't think he's ever going to see actual play. Like, outside of just, it's nice to have him with a hand team. Any thoughts on Chris? Yeah, I mean, he's... I, I don't know if this is, like, the um, way forward for Pog generators, where they're actually bringing out, like, real characters that you score points off, because they're not another... I'm trying to think... Other people, but we've seen, um, yeah, because Pog Junior is just bringing Pogs that don't get any points off is Should a we? bit annoying um, if you're playing against them. But, yeah, I mean, there's those 10 point ninjas can do a little bit of work, I suppose. And they're always just like mobile blocking train, if nothing else. And they've got stealth, so, and they've got the Hydra team ability, so you get a few of them out that can do, do a bit. And he's not terrible. He could do, he hasn't got any damage reduction, maybe, as opposed to a big. Um, thing from but he's got lots of nice keywords yeah not too bad sure anything yeah I quite I, I quite like him I, I think more for fun games than anything competitive as you said Dale uh, love the look of the sculpt absolutely yeah. love the look of the figure I've uh, from Shadowlands yeah I've never read Shadowlands but that sculpt makes me want to read Shadowlands um yeah, I, I love love this this sculpt more than the actual uh, dial itself. Um, but yeah, I, I think this this is one of the chases I want to try and get hold of, just for the look of it, really. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I think he'd be quite. He's the worst of the three. Like I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of Daredevil myself, the character, but not so much the Shadowlands storyline. It was interesting. But I didn't like, I didn't like it. I, I, it just, it just felt like a bit of betrayal for the character. I can't understand where they were going with it. You know, trying to make something of him rather than just make him kind of street level and stuff and getting him tied up in the hand is cute. But it wasn't great for me. Um, but I think I'll leave Daredevil there and move on to the last one and my favourite of one so far. It's Ironheart, the Riri Williams replacing. Iron Man, 25 points, range 4, just armour and scientists are keywords. Um, her dial is relatively strange. So she has, she doesn't take damage as standard. She has broken armour tokens. It's a trait where she starts with one token on, the, on her card. Whenever she takes damage, or would take damage, instead you roll a d6. If you roll equal to or less than the number of broken armor tokens she has, she is KO'd. If not, you turn her dial to the number that you've rolled and give her another broken token and it can't be ignored. Her dial is... The numbers aren't great. They're all kind of 2-3 damage, 18-17 defense, 9 it's mostly her attack. She has three nine, two eight, the ten, and then it's either sidestep or earthbound, jumping between the two. Uh, with outwit, probably to control or apoplex, just one of those three. Um, but I mean, she's she's just great. I think twenty five points. She's dirt cheap. She is a taxi half the time with sidestep. She always is going to have a useful defense, a useful damage power that is normally quite expensive and unlike most of the 25 point figures that normally have this things like um, Atomica and Domino you have these kind of 25 point figures who have medium defence or kind of good defence 
and three clicks. She will just take so much more killing than the other ones. I mean, the, like, the likelihood is she's going to have to take at least, on average, it's three or four damage before she's killed. Like three or four attacks, sorry, before she's killed. And for 25 points, that's insane. I don't think you ever ever want to attack no. her, though. Unless you've you really want to try and damage her without attack, like with poison or something like that, because you really don't want to have to... Waste that. Put it normally, yeah, because you normally you go, right, I know Atomica, I'm going to shoot Atomica, I know what her attack is, all I need to do is hit her and do three damage, I know she's dead. But you could take unload however much damage you want in Ironheart, and then you've only got a one in six chance to start with of actually taking her out. So you would never risk, like, going for her at all, I don't think, which just means that she can just quite happily sit there and outwit or probe or perplex or something. You really want to try and get rid of her with like, you know, non-attack damage or something to free damage. Something like that. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna basically be out there. Yeah. So yeah. for twenty-five points, it's really good. It's gonna be that first click. Mostly, yeah, I think I think she's really good. It's gonna Sorry, be uh, as you know, as Chris pointed out there. It's unlikely to get targeted, but she's gonna get targeted because she really doesn't. She's not gonna go down easily. There's no point in wasting the points on, her, on the attacks on her. So you're basically gonna stick on that first click quite a lot and sidestep, outwit. 10 attack and 2 damage for 25 points is fine, and a flying uh, you know, a taxi with sidestep to boot. And I think I said as well around was being a scientist, that's a really strong keyword, and there's lots of people with mastermind who are scientists, so she's a very good mastermind person, because again, only a 1 in 6 chance, however hard you hit her, to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think out of the three that have been um, spoiled so far, this this is my favorite as well. Um, you know, as, as you say, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to attack her, are you? Because it's a, a lot of investment just to score twenty five points, and the chances are, as you say, you're gonna have to attack her three, maybe more times. Um, yeah, so you want to try and you want to try and take her out with a pog or energy explosion or something like that. You really never want to. Well, it like, it, it doesn't specify damage dealt from an attack either. It just says whenever she's dealt damage. So, so yeah, so you can poison. Yeah, but you don't want to. You you really no. don't want to push her because you could just push her and kill her. So yeah, yeah because I mean, knowing my luck, I would roll like a one <laughs> first, first time she takes damage and she's dead yeah. but yeah so you just want to you want to make your opponent attack her really attack, yeah. so she's quite a good tire piece as well just run her next to somebody and go come on hit me because it's really you know really annoying mm-hmm. you just annoy them because mm-hmm. they're like more than likely they'll just try and break away from you rather than rather than waste their attacks so I'll, I'll... yeah so she'll be yeah. hyper annoying she's so far the one to get I'll swiftly move on to the the one I'm excited for talking about. It's the next title character. We've got Doctor Strange, Earth's Guardian. Uh, the same title character explanation title as before. The whole can only have one. Gets black and white, uh, open book powers. Uh, spends plot points, that kind of thing. Starts with two plot points. Uh, his uh, his black open book the action to increase it that is plus one modify dr strange earth guardian or an adjacent friendly character's damage value by plus one 
his minus one is the last days of magic, which gives friendly adjacent characters the mystic team ability until your next turn. And the minus four ability is Sorcerer Supreme for the rest of the game. As long as Doctor Strange Earth Guardian is on the map, you may re-roll and attack roll each turn. So that's the goal, really. It's a case of get to four, knock it down, and all of a sudden everyone has probability control on your team once a turn you should have like a I can re-roll doesn't matter whatever you know I will just re-roll this don't have to have line of sight nothing his dial is pretty mediocre for 80 points uh, I wouldn't say it's as obviously useful as the Deadpool well Deadpool had Definitely. the longer dial but I think Strange yeah, has better powers. I think the defense is you know, better on him. He's got 18 defense for four clicks, 17 in the last two. Yeah, because I, I think just with psychic blast and like prob control really stuff, and then sidestep and he's a fly as well, so he can carry. And more. for me, Mystic for me, the, the one saving, the, the proper saving grace for the Doctor Strange in comparison to the Deadpool, is that they've reeled in the negative of having on your team. Uh, as before, if you pick one of his title abilities, so you know the uh, plus one damage or mystic team ability or tr trigger the sorcery supreme. If you don't, if Doctor Strange himself doesn't attack an opposing character, he gets dealt one unavoidable damage at the end of the turn or whenever he's clearing action token. Sorry, um, which is very specific. Um, that. That doesn't sound like it's worded correctly. Well, when he clears action tokens, after clearing action tokens, not when he cleared action yes, tokens. Uh, and that's it's the end, and basically, in that in the phase, phase, then if he didn't that's attack an opponent, that's, 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 that's why I was trying punch. to read it. Like that's that's how it's supposed to work. Why can't I see that? Yeah. So it's if he has if he hasn't attacked a person, but he still triggered those abilities, he's going to take one penetrating unavoidable damage back um, and the other one is that if he gets killed he deals two unavoidable damage to the friendly character closest to the square that Dr. Strange has just been killed in which is considerably lighter of a downside than the Deadpool the Deadpool which was everyone gets like two talking your entire team don't take push damage but you basically give your opponent a free turn like that was that was just crippling for me. That's just the the most brutal downside I think I've ever seen for a power in Heroclix. I think the problem with like Doctor Strange is Deadpool could heal himself, so he was taking the one unavoidable if he did like his whatever powers are called. Um but then Deadpool could actually do the plus one yeah. to heal himself. Doctor Strange can't do that. So you don't really want to be like damaging him more than one click really because then moving on you move off your second blast um prob to like charge and blades and exploit and stuff so i think it's harder to get the plus ones without some other way it's of true. like you want to maybe have somebody with support trying to heal them up really because i wouldn't want to you want to like do that plus one twice yeah and then do the, the minus four if you can clearly um but I don't really want to take two clicks of damage to be able to do it because then you're like much closer to dying and the the reroll 
each turn's only gonna come into effect if you can keep him alive. But it, it does say he only takes the damage if he hasn't attacked an opposing character. He doesn't have to hit an opposing character. He, yeah, yeah, he still has to attack, has but he doesn't attack, have willpower. Yeah. yeah. And like you so you don't want to just do it automatically. Like with a Deadpool you would probably do it automatically knowing that I can just heal he can yeah. just heal himself. In the same um, but with strange, you have to be a bit more careful around. In the uh, same vein, though, the when you use top it. end Deadpool power to be able to just slow motion shoot everything was not as good as the Sorcerer Supreme reroll to everything. I, I, I don't think the oh I'll do this weird shot and shooting everyone was half as good as the um... just. Well, I don't think I don't think because Deadpool hasn't been out very long. I've never played him. I've never seen I him being the, played. I think the Deadpool. So I don't know how good he is. Really, opposing characters can't have a combat. That was the strongest one, yeah. Powerful, though. Yeah, the yeah. minus two. Yeah, and Deadpool's like ten points cheaper as well. Seventy points, wasn't it? Yeah, you said it. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the def- they've definitely got. They're definitely both strong. I still don't think. For me, I still don't think that that KO'd power. Is necessary. I think if if you strip the key when cured, trigger this horrendous effect on either character. If you took those and more them away, I still don't think either of them would be overpowered or game breaking or overly strong for whatever reason. I I just think they'd be perfectly. I think they'd be strong, but anybody with that kind of list of effects is going to be, unless they're stupidly overcosted. I just, I just don't see the need for that kind of downside. Like the, 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 the you know, Doctor Strange one's rough, but I saw some that Deadpool one is just, it's insanely brutal. Like to, to the point yeah. of I think just being unplayable just because of that. Unless you're playing a stupidly small point game where if you've lost him, you've lost the game anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. But if you're talking about 300 points, there's just no, there's nothing in it. But I think I've rambled on enough, unless anyone has anything else to add to Doctor Strange. Nope. Well, as far as I know, that is the news for me. So, moving on to the rules. Yep, Chris, so what are you? Okay, well, I'm sure I've like mentioned all these things before. Anyway, it's been quite quiet for rules, obviously, with the, um, the new rule announcement being finished. They haven't there's not a huge amount of new rulings coming out of the um, uh, the WizKids information network system, whatever you call it. Um, so I thought about just, just going over something we've probably touched on a little bit before, and that is just basically focusing on the PIM pocket tank and the PIM particle tank. Um, just because I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube and it's getting played wrong by everybody. So... I thought, eh, and with the Nationals coming up and with all of us playing the Pim Pocket Tank on our teams, I just, that's a big giveaway there. Um, <laughs> I just thought it, it, it's it's worth um, revisiting and checking that we know how it's played and hopefully some other people might know how it's played. Um, so, just starting with the Pim Pocket Tank, which is a little one, tiny thing. Um there's just a couple of things around the um with just a keyring trait where it follows other character and it's just to be clear around that it follows you can basically either carry you've got two ways of moving around it follows another character after action results of another character moves it will follow them 
but only after acting resolve. But you can also carry it like it's a normal character. So whether you, when you're doing something like however you wanted to move, you normally maybe say, oh, I'm doing a running shot and then going to shoot or charge or something like that. It will not actually work with something like hypersonic because at the moment, anyway, until the new rules change. Um, so if you're hypersonic in, you start your hypersonic with the tank adjacent to you. Then if you decide to use its follow power, um, you will not be able to get the attack off because it only follows you and ends up next to you after the action, the hypersonic action has resolved. If you decide to carry it, also it will not, you will not be able to use its effect because it's technically not adjacent to you um, when you make the attack with hypersonic. You can do it with running shot, um, but you will have to carry it. You cannot use its, like, follow power. There must be a, there's a word for this follow power. Let's call it the follow power. Um, so you're going to have to be careful. It is a tiny character. You will be able to inherently carry, but you're going to have to be mindful of um, other characters that you might want to carry. You know, if you want to carry up somebody else as well, it will be your inherent carry, but yeah, you're going to then take your minus two to carry, blah, blah, blah. So just be careful about that. I think that being played wrong. Um, there's a couple of rulings that are on the WizKids Information Network, which I'll mention to do with um, mainly like placement effects when it drops. There's also one around where it says, um, just the way it's worded, when it, you can take the minus one to attack, and it says, if you do, blah, 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 then you can like try and drop the tank on somebody's head. But it's just some characters say, oh, you, you know, what happens if you can't modify your attack by minus one because you've been outsiders or something like that? It will say it works even though you may not be able to modify it. So you just need to say, I'm taking the minus one, even though you might not be able to take the minus one because you have some effect that says you can't have your stats modified. That is fine. Um, there's things that people, I think we're discussing on something or other, when you drop the tank, it is the person who drops the tank that decides where the figures are placed when they have to be placed if the tank is dropped on their heads. So again, that is the person who controls the tank is doing that. Um, stop me if you want to discuss anything, by the way, guys, so, so it's not just me yeah, talking. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go um, yeah. So there was another ruling around, which is like quite an important one, where the, the replacing of the tank and the dealing of the normal damage from the attack or trigger at the same time. So it is up to the active player, so the guy who controls the tank is choosing which damage comes first. Which is very important when you're yeah, yeah. When you're looking at right, do I want the two penetrating to come first or do I want the attack damage to come first? Um and I'll just I'll mention this when we go on to other stuff. So you can play around with when you want to deal the penetrating damage. Obviously if your attack that you're dealing might not be dealing penetrating damage. So if you want to knock somebody off their impervious or something like that, you, you know, you might want to hit the tank. Equally, if they've got a stop click, you might want to, the, the damage to hit them afterwards so it, like, pushes them uh, back the stop click. So, yeah, it is up to you to choose, but you will need to specify. Um, there's a couple of things around placing the tank. Um because you, the tank, unlike some of the Colossals, some of the more recent Colossals, can't occupy um, different levels of elevation. 
so there might be a time where you actually want to, you're taking the minus one modifier, you've hit them with a tank, and then you then you say, oh, I can't actually place it anywhere. So if there are no legal squares for placement, um, it is placed. It's still placed. It's placed in the nearest legal and unoccupied square. So that might be that if you still hit with a tank, um, but maybe they've they've got themselves in a corner or something like that, and there's no legal squares for it to be placed, it still has to be placed and just in the nearest square that you can. Characters will only take damage if it is going to get placed in the square that they occupy. So you might hit a guy with a tank, but then you the tank goes on the board in adjacent square or something like that because you can't actually place it where you want to place it. If a character, there's also might be some weird effects where you you can place the tank, but you can't actually place the character because there might be, you know, again with elevations and things like that or blocking terrain, there might not be any legal adjacent squares. Again, you just have to find the nearest legal and unoccupied square and place it there. Place the tank there or the character there. Well, well, if you yeah, if you you see you've got a two by four square elevation and you there's a character set on there. You hit them, you drop the tank on them, so the tank now is occupying the whole of that elevation and there is no adjacent squares. Then you just basically have to choose a legal and an occupied square and place a character there. So as long as you place the tank down legally, yeah. then the character might not be able to be placed legally and you just have to find the nearest square that's unoccupied and place it there, even if it's not going to be adjacent to the tank. So then if that's, on a, what I mean. if that's on a lower elevation that you place the character, do they take fall damage? Yes. No, no. it's not knockback, is it? Okay. No, because you're placing them on you. You're just placing them there. Yeah, it's just to try and get round weird like terrain and things like that where... You know, you might be able to place the tank, but again, with it, yeah, things like elevation really, because it destroys blocking terrain. Um, so it's mainly like uh, areas where there's different elevations and things like that to get around. Um, okay, so just one quick thing to do with the damage is just to highlight that it um it will get around stop clicks because. Um, the damage is not from an attack. So it's just working out, you know, if you have got, you're facing a guy with a stop click, just be, um, think about when uh, when you want to deal the tank damage or the damage from the attack. So even if somebody's got multiple stop clicks, um, none of them will work against the tank to penetrate damage because it's not, da- not damage from an attack. So that works very well on things like Bizarre Green Arrow, for example. Yeah. Um, as just a couple of other things about the Pym Particle Tank, just moving on. Um, the main thing is it does not have the autopilot trait, which no one else seems to notice, and it cannot take actions unless it's piloted. So this is... There is a version of the tank that you can play um, with the autopilot trait... I think it's called something like autopilot yeah, him yeah. tank or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good bit of a giveaway. That does have the autopilot trait and this the other one does not. So no actions whatsoever, not sidestepping or anything like that. It can use its police team ability and enhancement because none of the other actions are. Um it does score fifty points when it's replaced. 
so again like Dale, do not uh, <laughs> use it when you're playing a don't die team because you probably will be giving away 50 yeah. points. Luckily, he miscounted, he didn't know the dial, so he did hit with only two damage <laughs> and didn't kill it. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other things that just it can't use. If you do get around a pilot in it, it won't be able to use the. It says like pilot attacks. Um, ability or something. So basically, it cannot replace its values with a pilot and it can't pick an attack on a damage power, basically. And lastly, it can't have its defense powers counted as well. Ooh, the toughness. So that's a lot. Yeah. So that's a lot of waffles from me, but I think it is worth it if, if you. Because it's going to get played quite a lot from any competitive game from now till it retires, you're going to see it being played so it is worth even if you don't have one you don't intend playing it it is worth going through and there's a lot of text on the card so just go through and make you know be clear about how it works and how it doesn't work and especially if you can pick map and you can find a bit of map that um with a nice bit of elevation so you could run on and go haha you can't put your tank down on me yeah, I'm not legal. Yeah, it is, I have actually looked at all the modern maps, and I think there's only one map where you could do that. But I think it's like basically putting yourself out in the open if you want to run your team onto the elevation, and the elevation isn't big enough for the tank to go down. On. So I do have one thing I need to talk about let... with the pin particle tank, which I, is just going to get on my absolute nerves and I'm going to hate it and complain about it. When you throw the pin particle tank, assuming that you haven't had an Ant-Man do it or a tank pin, because there isn't one that is a really good trigger for it in most senses, um, the RAM ability that it can do, it basically can't. Because it's only got a range of a it can only move four. It can only kind of do it sideways because it it's 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 four squares long and has to clear run over somebody. Yeah, get it. Yeah, I don't think you need to no, worry about that, Dale. To be quite honest just, with it's, you, it's one of these things where I dropped. Out, I was like, <laughs> I'll do this. I'll do this to get out of the way. And looked, I was like, I can't. What a way that this is just who designed this? This is ridiculous. It's, it's not. It's not a problem with it. Well, it's a small thing. Yeah, you're never ever gonna ram. If you ever get a pilot in it, you're gonna be shooting stuff for like four what? damage, or even if you miss, they're gonna take damage. Yes, yeah. I don't think you ever need to worry about ramming people with that, unless you're playing it at like its higher point value. And even then, I still wouldn't bother because you're just doing yourself yeah lots of damage. Yeah, just shoot um, six damage for like six damage instead. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this when it first came out. This tank is absolutely, apart from the, the fact that you can drop it on someone's head for two damage, this tank is terrible. This is just awful. It, it's literally that, and it has really, really good improved targeting and movements. So you just go, I'll park it next to my next to my shiny jet here to give it outwit, and it will outwit you through pretty much anything. But... Yeah, well, I have I played that with um, uh, what's his face, uh, General Lane, and it does work really well. If you're just giving it out weight, and then you know, if you actually manage to get it to hit, then it does four damage. And even if you don't, then it's got enhancement and police team belly, and it's a multi taxi for fifty points. 
So it's very it good. It's fine. Yeah. So, so anyway, does anybody want to ask about any of those rules? Are we happy with them? We know how to play our I know tanks. How to play my tank. We do. I know how to play my tank. <laughs> okay. Well, as I say, it was a quiet rules a <laughs> yeah. uh, couple of weeks, so <laughs> that's me. Good, good. So we'll move on to team challenge now. Um, last time it was my uh, turn to pick, and I picked uh, the Super Rare Fenris from the Pool and the X Force set. Um, so if you guys don't mind, I'll go first. Um, mm -hmm. Dale, you're due to pick for next yeah. time. So we'll go me, then Chris, then, then yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so I've kind of cheated a little bit with my team build. Um, you put the Book of Skull on it. Again. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you may think it's worse. Um, it is a modern age team, um, and it does have Fenris on it, but Fenris is just a disguise for the Chameleon because I'm running a 300 point Sinister Syndicate theme team. I love the Chameleon. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's the standard um, Sinister Syndicate build that you've seen and probably read uh, the tournament reviews about. It's uh, the LE Dog Ock at 80 points, uh, Speed Demon at 80 points, Chameleon obviously at 70, with 35 point overdrive, uh, a full round table uh, with Fenris, Peggy Carter and Nightwing on his uh, disguises for Chameleon. Um, round table are just kind of like uh, the, the lower point call-ins, Triathlon, Black Canary, She-Hulk, uh, Hellcat, Shang-Chi, just in case I decide to uh, call in Nightwing as a disguise and then I want to try and get that outsider Shang-Chi and just keep hitting you and hitting you and hitting you until you die trick. Off. Not that I've ever managed well, to do you, it. You probably won't, or you'll really want to just get the precision yeah. strike of his inspiration as well. Though. Yeah, you're that, basically that you're picking true. things that give you plus one yeah. attack, but all the inspirations all give you something decent. Yeah. yeah. And the um, the Iron Fist ID for the uh, for the inspiration, but I'll be playing the Civil War Daredevil, who is actually Danny yeah. Rand on that ID. Um, so yeah, that's my cheaty team build this week. As people have been playing. Is that like just one of those lists where it's not gone to like competitive tournaments? That list has it, or am I missing something? Yep. No, oh, it, it has. Yeah, Doctor. Yeah, so Doctor Octopus yeah. is that strong. I know we've. Doctor Octopus is that strong. Talked yes. before. I assume that was the case. Fair enough. That's cool. I think he's only going to get when Outwit gets better. That he's only going to get better, and I think with the, with the lack of um, Alpha Strikers. Once after rotation sets in, then he's going to get a lot better, I think. Especially, you know, you're going to outwit your own, but he doesn't need Peggy Carter to no. take out Invincible or something like that. He can do it himself. Well, that's cool. Yours? So, yep. Is it me so then? Chris, you? Right, well, I haven't just copied somebody's competitive <laughs> team. Um, Harsh. I've. I've built a Hydra theme team with Fenris, as promised. Um, so the build is Fenris, uh, Taskmaster from the Civil War set at 80 points. Um, Hydra Agent H at 30 points. Uh, Whirlwind, because I was struggling to find somebody to carry um, from the Avengers Assemble set, 83. 
You remember when you used to get points values where they didn't end in zero and five? <laughs> um, so anyway, Will Wind was 83, and then Imperial Hydra at 45, Pims of Particles at two to try and make up for the odd um, 83. Yeah. Uh, so that comes up to a 300-point team at plus five. So Taskmaster has got like masters of evil to copy as another reason why i pick whirlwind so he will just keep pushing and acting and as long as you don't go to his last click he will be fine he's also got like hydra or shield team ability to copy through agent h agent h can give out the shield team ability to people who can use the hydra team ability as well um through her trait i think it is um imperial hydra can take tokens of anybody bring in hydra guys also notice that like there's a that jackhammer in deadpool set has got the hydra keyword so he's 35 points so if say one of your other hydra guy dies he's a he's because imperial hydra can bring in 40 up to 40 point people um, there's also those Hydra soldiers from the Agents of Age of Ultron movie set that he can bring in as well, rather than say it's cheap. So the Hydra recruits are like twenty points, but yeah. Um, I also think that Imperial Hydra might be worth looking at under the new rules as well, because he has um, Mastermind and Leadership, so he's not like great, but the ability to bring in guys for free and give you more plus one action and mastermind suddenly becomes better because you can mastermind on higher point guys uh yeah, i think it's pretty decent yes mm-hmm. i know you've played I, him Sean. I do, when, yeah. you, when you played him well it was it's matty he's played him really yeah. matty plays him quite he used to play him quite a lot just because he just used to like you know flooding the board with uh with with hydra um yeah, it's, he's 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 quite good. I quite like him. I'll, again, I like the sculpt as well. I like the he's sitting there in his big uh, yeah his big chair, just <laughs> flooding the board. I, I miss those sculpts. They well, used think, to be yeah. quite. Uh, there's always like the you know the chair that there was an old Magneto, just the man in the chair. I I, I love the fact that that's coming back as a sculpt. To, why why have you know the leader doing anything but sat on his backside in a big throne? Demanding that somebody else goes and kills yeah. the people for you works for me. Well, he, mm, well, he doesn't need because it says. Uh, I mean, he had a special leadership anyway, where he could move an action token. I think it's just the fact that you get plus one action. He's only forty-five points, so he does quite a lot for those forty-five points in a Hydra team. Yeah. Um, I think with just Hydra, it's like you don't, you haven't really had any sort of really good um attackers you've had a lot of like cheap guys and a lot of the heavy, higher points guys have been awful or not very effective but something like Fenris and Taskmaster are two really decent ones um I mean you could like if you want to play it a bit more competitively you could drop say Whirlwind put on um you know Proteus or something like that on Taskmaster to make make him quite a bit beefier we play a couple more recruits would be enhancement or something and then something like Fenris is rocking like um five penetrating damage or something like that. Or you could like play two Fenris or something. Because they're not unique or anything, so they can dish out a hell of a lot of damage and benefit from the Hydra team ability reducing everybody's defences. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. that is mine. So yeah, I'm, I'm Dale, do you want to talk us through yours? Something similar, although not quite as interesting. I just thought that Fenris is going is basically a really good secondary attacker. Uh, for me, if you are playing a uh, a non-themed team and you want something to secondary attack with, isn't going to just instantly die in three or four damage. I thought Fenris was probably the best one there, but. I just wanted a Hydra team, so I went with Fenris, Taskmaster, the 90-point Winter Soldier from the Civil War movie set, two Hydra recruits, and Hydra Agent H. Uh, same thing, give everyone Hydra team ability, give everyone shield team ability, get Winter Soldier and Fenris's range up to like 11, and then Winter Soldier can shoot doing, with precision strike, doing 13 attack, with six damage, Fenris can do pretty much the same thing. With this is without uh, you can get eleven attack and uh, five damage without having to put any tokens on anyone for the shield team ability. But the options there, you know, you obviously reducing defenses down with Hydra as well, and then Taskmaster can just get in there and just tie people up and just generally be annoying. I mean, Taskmaster's just really good for that. It's hard to kind of pin him down and again you can do the same thing drop out a couple go drop out one of the one of the couple of the agents or drop out the witness soldier entirely and put in some more recruits and slot in proteus to give taskmaster some numbers apart from that i'm not hugely different from chris just a little bit less gamey about it Yeah, I mean, you could basically like win a soldier for uh, whirlwind or something. I was just trying to find somebody who actually could carry and give, because um, obviously Taskmaster have been able to have Masters of Evil means you can act every turn yeah. as well. But you could drop. You could also put like Brainiac. Well, I mean, I think people are putting Brainiac on Taskmaster because it gives a running shot pulse wave on one of his clicks yeah. when he turns. So having. Um, I do think that the new rules will certainly benefit like teams like that, where you've got like some a few cheap, cheapish, you know, Winter Soldier, Taskmaster, and Fenris are all reasonably cheap and you know pretty effective. But having like, you know, if you're playing like a couple of recruits, you're trying to get those because you can't carry, just like an extra action with leadership from Imperial Hydra or something like that to, to like move your recruit into position to get your Hydra and your enhancement off. Where in the past it's like you're really starved for actions, but yeah. Anyway, I think Hydra's you know not in a in a bad shape. No. With um, with you know especially Staying. with Nick uh, not retiring, yeah, you, 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 yeah. really, and not losing an awful lot in this rotation. I mean, it's it, yeah, they're losing what the the Age of Ultron had two things, Avengers Assemble had two things. Grim Reaper out of the Age of Ultron storyline is just not a loss. Yeah, no. no. I've never really played much of Hydra, because I didn't really like the... um, I don't think the... the, All of the sort of higher point Hydra ones in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set were all pretty unimpressive. Yeah, Yeah. So it's, it's only more the recent stuff that, uh, as I say, that Winter Soldier was really nice. I looked at him as well. Um, and obviously Taskmaster and now Fenris. So, you know, might be worth going back and playing some more of them. Maybe. Yeah, I thought for me, I've 
slightly bent the rules on the figure for the next one. I don't want a specific figure, but I was going to say just with Avengers Defenders giving us a wider variety of shifting focus, I was going to suggest picking a character, or including at least one character that uses a shifting focus trait uh, or something similar. Does it have to be yeah, I was going to say, does it, it have to be called shifting focus? As, or as just as like, can effectively take not, uh, a free action to shift between them and isn't either Superman or Ant-Man. Isn't Ant-Man because uh, we've, I was going to say so, we're going to <laughs> see we Ant-Man just kill the No, I'm not going to I'm gonna use yeah. them so much amongst ourselves, and they are not interesting figures to do. Uh, I've talked, I know, fine. Well, we've already done eight episodes, and I've talked to the end of back about Superman. So yeah, as long as it's not Ant Man, that, that whole shifting focus one. As long as it's not Superman, any of them, um, probably. Hopefully we'll have some more complete versions of the shifting focuses out of Avengers Defenders. Well, I think the um, pre-releases start in America shortly, so we should, by the time of the next podcast, we should have the full um, yeah. the full set. Yeah, hopefully. Probably. So yeah, we'll, we'll get them. Although I will say now that I am going to pick Batman, Batman um, because I've never really played him, and I just like started looking... Um, at Batman family teams, and I'm thinking, oh, I've never really played that shift and focus Batman, and, you know, so I'll have a go at him. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to have a look at Deadpool and see if I can, because I think I spoke about it. That I think because of the wide variety of options that he has and the sizable length of his dial, I think I'm going to look at him with the possessor and see if I can make a decent team around it, like try to go for a maybe post-rotation competitive team out of it. Probably not going to manage it, but that's going to be my, my starting point, and I'll see where I end up from there. I currently have no <laughs> idea who I'm going to pick. Um, I'm leaning towards some of the uh, figures from the Avengers Defender set, but obviously I need to see more of their dials before uh, making just, the final Just pick all right. of them. Just go. I, I'm just. Yeah, I'm, all of them. Just have a full team. I'm just going to have point wow. character. Yeah. You might be limited so, by your sideline. Like <laughs> the old sets. And I'll just fill the rest with the new shifting focus people until I've run out of sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for cool. the team challenge. So on to Sean. I think it's your turn for the Tic Tacs. Yes, it is. It is. Um. I would just like to, to sort of start by saying tactics and strategy is not my thing. Um, anyone who knows me or who've probably been listening to the podcast long enough, I uh, make no secret about the fact that like I don't have the right sort of brain to build my own teams and to, to, to work these things out. That's why it's such an advantage to kind of practice within a team. And practice is what I want to talk about today. Um and the importance of practice your te- practicing your team. Um, so more specifically, uh, when you go to a tournament, you take along your team and you take along maybe two or three maps that you've hopefully practiced on, um, y- that you, you like playing your team on, what will you do if you lose map roll? 
and you're put on a map that you're not familiar with. Um, now, that, this has been something that has happened to me because I tend not to play theme teams and I always get put on maps that I do not like and I always end up getting uh, hit first, don't I, Chris? <laughs> um, so it's it's the importance of being familiar with maps and picking the right map for your team and practice, practicing on different maps and knowing what you're going to do within the first maybe two turns um you know taking the time to work out where you're going to position your figures um what you want to do turn one turn two because if you're still trying to reposition figures at turn two chances are you've lost the game already um because you will get hit first and um, as I found out uh, a couple of weeks ago when practicing against Chris that can kind of throw your game plan straight out the window um, so you need to have a strategy in mind to kind of survive the first couple of turns and get into a position where you can you can get the alpha strike off or you can get the first hit off should I say um, so yeah, uh, just practice your team. Practice practice against figures that you expect to see in tournaments. Um, I know you can't practice against every you know possible scenario or every possible team that you're going to see, but you tend to know when going into a tournament what figures you expect to see, what figures are popular. Uh, Jakeem Thunder is an example, um, and be adaptable. So. Uh, this this is something I really struggle with. Um, when I'm practicing, I tend to kind of do the same thing every single game for the first few turns. So an example would be at the last WKO I did, I was playing a team of Batman, Superman, Robot and Justin combo um, with a two-sin Pandora's box. And my first two turns were always the same. Uh, Sloth went on Batman, Superman, Robot. Lust one on either Justin or uh, Baxter, um, and I I did that regardless of what team was in front of me, and in one of my games at my last WKO that possibly cost me the game because I came across a KC Flash, and I first turn put Sloth on Batman Superman Robot when what I should have done was put Lust on Batman Superman Robot to stop Flash from hitting me, um, and because I didn't do that and I wasn't adapt adaptable that could have possibly cost me the game and in fact it did um so it's just it's it's practice practice your team make sure you're picking the right maps and you've practiced on maps that you know maybe aren't that good for your team just so you know what to do in the first few turns and be adaptable don't be like i was and like programmed to do the same thing every single turn um I mean, we're not going into too much detail, but like Chris has helped me quite a bit, haven't you, Chris, with the team I'm playing for for um, for nationals. Well, I may have helped you too much, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as in, like when I've played you a few times, haven't I, Chris? In, in every turn, you were, you know, without going into too much detail and giving too much away, you were dropping your tank before I was dropping mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it comes into well, Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike is pretty big, 
at the moment, yeah. and sometimes you do not get more than one turn. You you, you, know, you go right. Um, you have one turn because I'm not going to hit you for the first turn because of first turn immunity. But you need to then think, well, well how are you going to position? What are you going to do to try and protect yourself from the alpha strike? Yeah. If you're going to see a crying across the board from you, you need to have with a tank in his hand, and he's and he's going to flurry you next turn. He's going to hit you. He's going to hit you three times to drop a tank on your head. You need to know right. What is my best play to try and avoid just getting splattered across the across the map that turn so if you don't have you need to have a strategy before you before you play your tournament there's no point trying to think of it um while you're playing you know you can just look to see what 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 are, what are they going to be the popular teams and just um you know have some sort of strategy in mind it might not be a very good strategy but at least if you have a strategy um you're more likely going to remember it rather than Sweating out, um, thinking about what you do. Yeah. I mean, what I, what I tend to do, is I might not play my team very much, but I'll sit down with maps, and um, I'll just sit down and play myself. Really, you can't really play more than like the first two turns because I don't. I never really. I don't think it works really trying to play hero against yourself because you're always going to know what you're going to do when you know. So I just I just do the first placement. I say right this turn I'm gonna do this. And I'm just working out where I'm gonna place myself on different types of maps, thinking about well if I'm gonna um, if I'm gonna come across like a Krang team or if I'm gonna come across like a more like a Jakim team, what where am I gonna you know what maps I'm gonna try and pick, where I'm gonna place myself, even looking at what I'm going to use my perplex on or something like that. And if you have that in your head beforehand, it just makes it a lot easier because I'm getting old. I can't really think um, very quickly or work out things like that Well, um, well I don't... at the time because I'll make mistakes and I'll think, oh, I've used a perplex on the wrong thing. I should have perplexed my movement up and I'm not far enough up now. So at least if you try and do that a little bit as much as you can, yeah, I mean that's something um, I've always, beforehand. as I said, I've I've always struggled with. I've I've never really thought about or um, kind of I wouldn't say doubted myself, but like didn't didn't really give it much thought. And and you know, oh well, I kind of it it doesn't it doesn't matter what map I pick because I'm not going to win map roll. So I'm at I'm at the sort of I'm at the whim of the the person sitting opposite me. Um, but in some ways that makes it even more important to practice on different maps and think about, you know, I mean, you, you, it might not always be possible to practice on uh, every single modern age map. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to, but you, you need to, you need to think about what, what are you going to do if you're put on this map that you know isn't very good for your team, um, but you've only maybe played on it once. Or 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 I've 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 put on this map that I've never seen before, uh, and you kind of you, you rush and you you position your figures and then you realise, um, and you realise that actually you know I've never seen this map I've I've positioned my figures wrong, and now it's going to take me till turn three before I'm in the position I should have been at the start of the game, um, because as I as I said you you. 
chances are by that stage you've uh, you've lost the game. Um, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's that's just something to to think about. And I think it does, yeah, it does help. I think playing theme teams if you're going to do that, yeah. because as you say, there's lots of different maps, and if you're not playing a theme team, chances are. You know your opponent may be, and you're not going to be picking map. So, I would also, if you're playing like a really a complicated team or very or a squishy team, certainly, if you know that, or if you get on the wrong map, then you're going to die. Then I would suggest playing a theme team, then, because at least then you've got a chance of um, protecting yourself by using map, and you've got to, you know, you're much easier, much easier to practice on one map. That it is trying to practice on ten maps, yeah. um, so playing like a decent theme team and just going right. This is a map I want to go on ninety percent of the time, and um, only bringing like two maps with you. Think this is one ninety percent of the time I love this map, the ten percent of the time I love this map. Um, you know, I think I generally just pick a map, pick a team that works well on that map, make myself as high a theme team as I possibly can, um, and over there really I think that you know the small amount of success I have ever had is playing theme teams really and putting preparation into things like maps Mm -hmm. but it's just you know and I don't need you don't actually need to um, play a lot of games doing that you need to play a couple of games and maybe just sit and plan out your moves you know you just do that by yourself in the evening you don't need any help yeah um it does pay dividends really though um because you're you're much more confident in your opening moves um you don't have to sit and think too hard or too for too long really obviously unless you're coming across a team that you've never seen before which is another which is another thing yeah which is which goes back to like yeah you, i mean again you you can't as i said earlier you can't possibly practice against every permeation of every team but you know you, yeah. you, you need to be aware of what figures are popular in your region you know that are being played at like wkos or or you know uh other other big events um yeah you know the sort of pop yeah, yeah. you're looking at well there's gonna be lots of justin you know justin is uh teams and he's got a big alpha strike yeah. so you need to look at right how do you prepare against alpha strike teams um you know, if you want to, if you, how do you prepare against a team where you need to be the aggressive mm-hmm. player? Mm-hmm. Um, how you, you know, can you be defensive? You know, and how map helps you do that? Really? Yeah, so, like, like Justin and a robot, Jakeem, Quinjet, Undying to Tech, all these sort of things you need to yeah. bear in mind. Yeah, and sometimes map is important map isn't important against those teams yeah. sometimes map you will lose the game because you lost map bro yeah um you know it comes down to that but yeah yeah well that that, that was that was just what i want i just wanted to have a brief discussion about that because i've like certainly in the last in the last week two weeks it's uh it's something that I've, I've been made to think about and uh I've, I've thanks to chris i've had some help on that so yeah well, I hope I haven't. Uh, if I do come across you, I hope the help I have given you doesn't uh, come back to bite me on the bum. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it won't. But you know, at least it might make me uh, be able to score some points and you know survive that little bit longer than what I was doing in our early practice games. Yeah. 
I mean, no one else is going to be... Well, Dale is playing the same... Yeah. Dale is playing a very similar team to me, but yes, I'm not sure anybody else is going to be playing the same team, yeah. so... So I think that's it for tactics. Um, I think so, yeah. Um, so it's been a relatively short show uh, compared to previous ones, but... Um, Mm-hmm. It is getting late. Nothing matter with that. It is getting late, so <laughs> if we just wrap it up there, and uh, thanks for listening. And as usual, you can find us on Facebook and on YouTube, and on Twitter and all the other social media outlets. <laughs> uh, we have but a Twitter. We have it. Yeah, we have this conversation every <laughs> single week. <laughs> yeah, not bad. This yeah. Message. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. So until next time, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.